This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey guys, this is Corinne and Sabrina. We are the hosts of Two, Two Girls, Girls, One Ghost. Ghost. We are here to tell you spooky, scary, spine-chilling ghost stories. Listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you, See you on the other, on the other side. side. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 And e-cheers via Skype to Amanda Bradford. She is uh, our guest today, and she's the founder of the dating app The League. And I'm Kimmy. I guess I didn't say that. And I'm Liza. Sorry, I was taking my sip because I very much believe in bad luck if you don't sip after cheers. And this is 51 First Dates. <laughs> That's more important. Um, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And hi, Amanda. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah. Can't wait to hear all about everything, the league, etc. As always, if you're new to the pod, thank you. If you're returning, thank you even more. Um, today, we're going to talk about ghosting. We're also going to talk about my date 21. Because, yes, that is the podcast. I'm going on 51 First Dates. And I'm on number 21. You're getting close to half. (laughs) Really sort of close to half. Um, And we're so lucky to be joined by Amanda. So we want to kind of introduce her as we always do and get right into it. Um, Amanda, do you have a worst first date you'd like to share with us? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I've had a lot of mediocre and bad dates. But let's see. The worst, I think the worst was the time where I only stayed for 10 minutes. (laughs) And, you know, I I decided later in life that, you know, life's too short to to be on bad dates. So I said, I I literally did a a total lie. I feel a little bit bad about it, but I just said, hey, I have a development team um, in Russia and there's an emergency and I have to go talk to my Russian developers. That's why it's, you know, at 1130 that I'm having to leave this this date. So, you know, I, I definitely made an excuse. And, you know, he didn't do anything that was so terrible. It was just that everything he was doing was just kind of gave me that just turned me off like he was very much uh kind of talking about great things that he's done and places he's been and people he knows he was name dropping left and right and I just I I kind of those type of people I just I don't really that's not like a fun date for me to to be talking about all the how, how cool you are and peacocking a lot so I I like getting real and having people ask me like really interesting weird questions and it was kind of the opposite of that it was me listening to to how cool this, you know, divorced guy that hasn't grown up yet was and, and how many cool friends and rich people he knew. So I, you know, I kind of quickly excused myself. Oh, that's terrible. I feel like we've talked a lot on this podcast in general about the balance of like question asking on dates and how it should be mostly people asking each other questions and not like 
talking yeah, about themselves. Well, there, there really needs to be conversational turn take taking. They say, you know, if you want to even there's all this research around psychological safety. And, and that's one of the, the key components to have a psychological safety with someone is is conversational turn taking and feeling heard and and feeling like you're being listened to. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that's like something a lot of people slip up on. Totally. And just like if someone's not if someone's more interested in talking about themselves, like that's just such a bad sign about oh. <laughs> You know. immediate turnoff. I can completely relate to that. Says the two bitches who have a podcast. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, I don't. And I don't, I feel bad. I mean, you know, there, you do, there is a, such a thing as nerves and you can get nervous and just start talking. I've, you know, I've done it on podcasts. I've done it on TV. So I, you know, I, I kind of empathize with that, but I think it's, you know, there's one thing to be rambling and, and kind of be nervous. And there's one thing to literally just be name dropping the entire time and, and, you know, kind of talking about your money like over and over again. Ugh. It's just not it, it to me, that's just not attractive. It's yeah. not attractive at all. And first of all, I applaud you for having like an excellent excuse. It was very well thought out with time difference, etc. I just that was that was very inspiring to me. <laughs> I have one fresh developer, so I was like, Yes, I have an excuse. <laughs> that's also like a badass lady move excuse. That's not yeah. a like friend being like, Oh, I have to go pick up my friend. She's stranded. That's like a I have a company and I'm a development team and it's in Russia yeah, and I have to go. Call with Russia. Yeah, he didn't really know what to say to that. He was like, oh. you don't need to go. I was like, yeah, yeah. I do. And you're so successful. Yeah, this guy's name dropping or giving you this and that. I don't know. All of that sounds awful. And I also just applaud now that I've had to go on so many dates. And, you know, I've enjoyed many of them, but like it is, it's becoming a little bit of an obligation. Um, just like valuing your time, also valuing his time. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like I think like – there's a certain point where you know this is not going to go anywhere and this person is taking up my time in a in a shitty way. So well, I kind of call it like offline ghosting, right? Because, yeah. I mean, essentially it was. We were like, you know, we kind of probably both had expectations of about an hour and I, I totally like – didn't meet his expectations. I left after 15 minutes. So, I, you know, you could, you could argue that I ghosted him in, in real life. Um, but, but I agree with you. I think that I, I do think ghosting is, you know, or, or that kind of, that kind of behavior. Yeah. It looks bad like on paper, but at the end of the day, it's better for him and me and our time. And if we're really trying to optimize for, you know, spending time with the people we love and connect with, it, it isn't so bad. Right. So it kind of depends on your perspective. Yeah, definitely. No. And like we're busy people and where was this date? Can I ask? What um, I think it was just a bar. It was a restaurant that has a kind of a decent bar scene. So we just got a, a drink at the bar, which I always recommend going to as a first date. I, I, I never recommend going to a table or sitting down where the waiter is kind of talking down to you. Um, I really believe in sitting at the bar. You can have kind of conversation with the bartender. You can joke around a little. You can touch arms. If if, if I had liked him, we could have you know brushed arms and <laughs> kind of had a more, a more casual meeting. So I, I never... I hate kind of being seated at, at tables on first dates. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And then I, I think bar is the move. I love bars even with like friends, yeah. you know, I just like, it's nice to have totally. a third party there with a first date who's a stranger. I always ask friends to eat at the bar with me because I just like it better. And I feel like I've gotten. Oh, oh me too. And, and I actually that. like to, you know, I like to observe how my date interacts with the bartender, how they order food, yeah. if they joke around, if they're kind of, if they, if someone makes a joke, do you know, how they respond to that person to make them feel heard. So I think you actually learn a lot more about the person 
by kind of observing them, interacting with more humans. So it, it's kind of, you get more data if you're looking at it kind of a purely analytical way from, you know, in that strategy. Yeah. That's yeah, actually totally. a very good point. I, I sounded like, like a nerdy MBA, so strike that. <laughs> no, and you are a very successful MBA. We were just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Stanford and then developing this app, we were just kind of like gushing over you before we got on with you. So, um, they say we like to collect credentials as millennials. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have so many tools to do so, you know, yeah. and just Google stocking all the time. Um, yeah, but the millennials are the most like in debt <laughs> generation ever. So yeah, totally. With all these apps about budgeting and finance tracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on that note of, of your fanciness, um, et cetera, uh, let's chat about the leak a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm super curious, like why, uh, what made you want to start a dating app? Like in general, like what was the thing where you were like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my company. I mean, I probably wasn't that different from Kimmy here on date 21. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe I wasn't that far along, but I had just kind of broken back into the dating scene. You could say I had gotten out of a four and a half year relationship. Um, Everyone, you know, Tinder was all the rage. A couple of people using some of the other competitors out there, but Tinder was really the kind of the, the leading, the leading app that everyone is using. And I had a girlfriend, you know, my best friend was using Tinder and, I've never seen her have a problem getting a date ever. Like she's, you know, beautiful, uh, really educated. She's an amazing teacher. She's an amazing friend. Like she, you know, guys give their number to her wherever she walks. So, you know, the fact that she was on Tinder and then I had another guy friend, um, super eligible, really smart, really nice, charming guy. He was on Tinder. They were meeting like awesome people. I was like, this is crazy. I have never seen, you know, anyone in my age group be on a dating app and, and kind of like not have, you know, and be open about it and, and talk about it as if it's okay. And so that, you know, I think that, that kind of woke, woke something up in me. And, um, I realized that we were going through a really big consumer behavior shift in, in how we meet people and how we think about meeting people. And I personally was, was single as well. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this Tinder. Um, so, you know, I, I tried Tinder, then I tried OkCupid, I tried Hinge, I tried Match, I tried uh, Coffee Meets Bagel, I tried, you know, Bumble, I think I, try, I tried them all. And um, I had the same kind of key issues over and over again. Like one, I really didn't like that I could see my Facebook friends or my LinkedIn connections, I, or people I'd done business with, like professionally, I have always worked in kind of tech and, and, you know, a lot of guys in, in my my field. And the last thing I wanted was to see, you know, my boss or, or my colleague on a dating app. I thought that was super awkward. And the fact that we're all using Facebook login and they still can't block us from our Facebook friends seemed really, I, I just thought like stupid. <laughs> so yeah. I was yeah. like, this, this is dumb. I mean, my friend got matched with her brother, like <gasps> weird. Oh my um, God. <laughs> just, like, that to me, that's just a bad design. Like it was someone didn't care enough about, you know, the product and the emotions and the psychology of, of the users to, to build those features in. So that was one thing that, that bothered me. The other one, um, the other one was that you were really just playing a game of hot or not. And I think like maybe in your young twenties, like I get it, like you're, you're excited. You're just like learning about sex and relationships and, and aesthetics are everything. And, and that's fine. And I'm not here to judge anyone for being superficial, but I think, you know, in your late twenties, when you're actually starting to think about a life partner, um, I wanted to know that someone went to college. I wanted to know what someone studied. I wanted to know that someone had a job in finance or in politics or that, you know, they were a freelancer. Like I, to me, that's, that's a huge signal of, of how they spend their time of what they value. And I, and I just can't imagine trying to, to kind of choose my life partner based on who has like the hottest, 
smile or abs or, or whatever that to me, that's, that's not how I'm going to like choose my, my soulmate. So I think that, that kind of frustrated me that I would have to constantly dig in on each match. I, I called it vetting. I called it heavy vetting. Everyone's like, what are you doing on Tinder? I'm like, heavy vetting. Um, <laughs> that's I, amazing. You know, I actually, I, I came up with really clever ways to find, to get at the information I wanted. So my new thing was when anyone looked kind of like a finance bro, I would say, oh, hey, let me guess. Like you work, or I was like, let me try to guess your job. I bet you work in finance and like, try to make a joke about it. Or I'll say, you know, do you work in what neighborhood do you work in? Fidei. Or I try to kind of get a sense that they lived in San Francisco. They weren't here on like a one night stand bender mm. situation. Um, and so I, I would kind of ask weird questions, but it was very not efficient, right? If you're, you know, you're busy and you're wanting to, to date, but not make it a part-time job, having to go and ask all like 50 of your matches. If, you know, do you live in San Francisco? Do you have a job? Are you kind of, you know, are you career oriented? Will you not be threatened because I am career oriented? Like those are a lot of kind of vetting questions to, to go through. So for me, I, I was like, well, let's just show their LinkedIn profile. Like that's what I was doing anyway. I was going and I would find one piece of information about the guy and then I would go stalk him online and say like, <laughs> you know, Jason comma Duke, lawyer and then I would go and like go on LinkedIn and find him and be like oh okay he does look pretty cool cool I'll go on a date with him or I would find his Twitter feed and and say oh okay like he looks normal and he has some friends that I know so you know I was already doing that process so I was just like let's build an app that does this for me and then also you know for my friends (laughs) yeah no it's great I mean I have to shout out the league one of my very best dates has been from the league of all 21 so far. So, hey, <laughs> which number? Yeah, no, that, hey, I'll, I'll take the compliment. And, Absolutely. you know, I think, and I mean, you can tell me if, if, if this has changed, but, you know, when, when I developed the, the app, the idea of the community was that, you know, it is invite only, it is exclusive, it is hard to get into, there is a wait list. And I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind that. But one is that, you know, it isn't something that you should just kind of, take, you know, do it half ass. It's like, if you decide that you are going to kind of go into the dating game and, and be single and kind of like be on the market, then, you know, then fill out a good profile and do six photos and say what you're about and say what your interests are. And, and if you're not, if you don't have the effort to do that, then we're not going to accept you, you know, we're going to keep you on the wait list. So a lot of people, you know, we're not used to this. They're used to being able to apply, you know, log into Tinder. They have one photo that's their dog or a fake photo and no information. And, you know, you have kind of all these low quality profiles, just, um, you know, moving around in Tinder and, and floating around. And so I was, you know, I really wanted to build a community where, a, people were there for the right reasons, but also it, it kind of embodied this ambitious, um, high achieving, you know, career oriented persona, which I think is actually a, another way of saying a shared value in kind of education and career and ambition and changing, you know, changing the world. So, you know, that's a little bit, I guess, of the sappy side of the story, but I really wanted to find someone that kind of had similar ambition and and kind of valued my drive and valued my, uh, you know, desire to, to want to build an empire and, and wasn't kind of intimidated by that. Yeah. Well, I think kind of that's that. I mean, the person that I had a great date with from the league, you know, is just very ambitious. Like there's nothing a lot of about the beginning. I just for our listeners, if they're not familiar with the league, I think a lot of them are. But if they aren't or if they're not on it, it can probably sound I'm sure you've gotten lots of this like it can almost sound intimidating. (laughs) I'm sure people have called it elitist. But the person I had this great date with, I just find him very ambitious. It's like one of the most down to earth dates I've been on yet. Um, 
It's and, and I do think there's a difference between ambition and it doesn't mean you've had financial success. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're like trying to, to date rich people. Like I think that a lot of times people make that jump. And there's a huge difference. I mean, almost all my friends are incredibly ambitious and half of them don't make any money because they're, you know, doing some passion project that, you know, doesn't pay well or whatever it might be or doing a startup or a nonprofit. So, you know, to me, that that ambition is totally decoupled from, you know, income level in my mind. Yeah, that's it's good to hear. Said the girls <laughs> podcasting, yeah, <laughs> as part of their production company. Yeah, um, no. no, but I mean, I think it's all about the totally. Ambitious. And I mean, Kimmy's on it. I think for a reason. She's been on it for a while, mm-hmm. you know. And I think you know, we we both have that like ambitious, but not yeah, <laughs> super rich <laughs> from super you know rich. being in the no. creative space and whatever. So it's well, cool to hear this, from the outside. And I think though. the millennials, you know, I think with our era, it's like I think it's becoming more and more decoupled of you know the kind of ambitious people aren't always going to be the money makers. And actually the industries that you make a lot of money in are, are almost the opposite of kind of these entrepreneurial pursuits that you guys are doing. So it, you know, I think we're, we're it's an interesting time in society where I think, you know, the, some of the people we all look up to don't, might not even be making that much money. Yeah. And it's cool. I was on Kimmy's league earlier and, you know, swiping and blah, blah, blah. And, and a couple of the guys, I was like, oh, this is like a, someone who actually would be a good match for Kimmy. Like, it's someone who I, I would want Kimmy to go on a date with, which, you know, on other apps, there's a lot of yeah, you don't swiping up. You got to really, really. Should we, wait, should we message him and, and sell Kimmy a little bit? Picture? Maybe we should. I don't know. Do Let you have see. a match? I, I definitely. I go and well, there's, I, I find that my matches come in like the next day sometimes too. Um, I liked a couple guys, but it's probably, it was like half an hour ago. So I don't know if they'll have liked you back. Yeah. Yet. I just showed Liza, you know, breaking it down <laughs> for her. Live um, texting, right? <laughs> I know. Well, at, on that note, I guess we could. I have a couple matches I haven't used an opening line with. Should we do a crafting corner? Um, yeah. Should we do what? Like Amanda, we would love some tips on opening lines. It was one of our. Yeah. yeah do you have Do you have suggestions as you know an expert in the I field? I do. I do. We have. I have suggestions. I have data data driven suggestions. Um, <laughs> oh, those are even better than. I know. So it's like, not only do I have my instinct, I actually have data behind it. Um, Let's but, go for yeah, it. One, obviously, the, this one's pretty common sense, but uh, just putting the first name, it, it sounds mm-hmm. like small, but it, it really matters. And it really, it, like, I think your response rate is like 3x when you put their first name than when you just say like, hey, or wow. hey, how is that? Um, so, so definitely using the name, even if it seems formal, um, it, it's definitely appreciated. And then the other thing is just um, commenting on on a, kind of something deeper. So I think a lot of people say like, oh, beautiful smile or like, oh, cool pick. But I think I think like trying to spend some time with the profile to come up with like, I won't say, you know, we're getting really deep into, you know, the value systems or anything, but like, you know, something that's a little bit uh, shows that you looked at their profile shows that, oh, you know, you must love dogs too, or I have a dog or like kind of getting into something that you actually can have a a conversation about versus like you have a pretty smile is is really hard to to kind of move into a, a really interesting or debate or intellectual exchange. So you know, totally. for like for instance, one of my favorite opening conversations was when um, someone messaged me and you know asked me a kind of interesting complex question of like a specific feature, and he was like, you know, what do you do you like do you like this feature better than the competitor app? Or something like that. So it was, you know, a real kind of, he knew that I was a dating app founder. He had like read enough about my profile. He knew what feature it was. So it clearly that he spent, you know, maybe one to three minutes 
kind of thinking about an opener. And I, and I do appreciate that. I, I like when, when people do try to personalize it and, and show that they've, they've kind of been attracted to you for you, not because you're just like a number of, you're the only match they got that day or something like that. Totally. Yeah. That's such a good point. That's really smart. I know. Sometimes we have crafting corner. Liza, do you have a good one? Liza has my phone right now. All right. Well, this guy is of very cute. Corner. That's such a good phrase. <laughs> All right. What, do you want to help us craft an opening line to this so guy? So let's use, like, let's use the data. Okay. His name, I'm going to give him a fake name. He has a great name. It's Italian, which is very, I think, cute. But uh, I'll call him Joe because that's my Italian dad's name. Um, so, hey. I was going to say Giuseppe. <laughs> that is actually my dad's name. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He goes by Joe because he doesn't want to be ridiculous. Um... All right. Hey, Joe, quote unquote, Joe. Uh, So this guy, I think I feel like we could he you know, this is a little generic, but he says he's like a bar, he a bar enthusiast. What about being like, this is maybe a little too general, but tell me what you think, Amanda. Like, what's your favorite bar in your neighborhood? Like he lives in another in a in a neighborhood further south than Kimmy in Brooklyn. And it's a cute neighborhood, but I don't know anything about it. I don't like that. What's um what's what <laughs> this about me? What's this about me say? He uh it says lawyer and chicken wing enthusiast. I would go into the chicken wing. Okay, I mean, okay. Where's your favorite chicken wing? Do that, but there's a reason why because it's, totally. it totally it, it opens up easy conversation. You go straight into joking, and I think I I tend to. I mean, I'm I love humor and making jokes. So I'm I'm way on that side of the spectrum, but I tend to 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 be take a really lighthearted, fun approach to it and and not get your feelings hurt when they don't respond and kind of make jokes about it. So so yeah, I would say like chicken wing Ah, oh, this is hard. I would say like what's the most number of chicken wings you've ever eaten in one sitting? That's probably what I would say. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Should I start by saying like hey Joe? <laughs> Quote unquote Joe. Like to say his yeah, name. Yeah, I think that's kind of funny the the, <laughs> the juxtaposition of the like formality. Hey totally. Joe, comma. Um, how many chicken wings have you eaten in one sitting? And then maybe say like sincerely, comma. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I think this <laughs> that's is cute. And well, we, I, I I don't know. Unless he's really on it tonight, we might not get a response, <laughs> but we'll let you know how it goes and we'll let the listeners know as well. Um, well, we're going to say that everyone on the league responds immediately. So <laughs> I'll make okay. sure my notifications are on. And I wonder we should we should post this if he does respond. If he if he responds after we're talking, we'll post it on Instagram with all the personal information closed out, and it, <laughs> blanked out, not <laughs> with all of it. No, and this is a very anonymous podcast. Just the, we're just only the, nice. We'll screenshot just the dialogue. No, nothing about him. If he um if he writes back, we can do real time text exchange. How many chicken wings can he, can you eat in one sitting? I'm overthinking this. Okay. Have have you eaten in have you have you eaten in one, one sitting? sitting? Sincerely, Kim. Important to always, yeah. I feel like the hey Joe, the hey Joe and the sincerely Kimmy look really strange written out, but we're doing it. All right, it's funny or it, it kind of looking awkward once it's written. It looks like a it looks like Kimmy's an, a non native English speaker. <laughs> it does actually. You know, when you read an email and it's like, you know, to my dearest friend, you know, and you're like, this person is French, you know. Um, okay, maybe you need to throw some emojis in there to make it show that you're being yes, funny. Yes, let's That's do a, a fun face at the end. What if you said like, <laughs> Joe <laughs> with the sh face, Joe exclamation point? Yeah, the sh face is great. Okay, or maybe what if you what if instead of sincerely you say very curious comma? <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Okay, that's great. Very curious. That's good. And then like wink, the wink emoji. So he knows you're being like funny and joking and you're not, um, 
trying to spam him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's sent. Amazing. All right. On that note, I want to, I feel like maybe we'll go into date 21 because Amanda, so kind of at the beginning of this, as we mentioned a little bit, it was like getting me out of my comfort zone. Lots of finance bros in my past. Nothing wrong with them. But like. Recovering finance brower. Yeah. Like just going on different dates. I will say that this date is interesting actually for this conversation. I didn't know it was going to happen this way. We had some flaking, some light ghosting, diet ghosting, like cancellation before the date last week. Um, and this was my first Tinder date of this whole experience. Oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we had, we were trying to like kind of diversify and go, you know, cause yes, the end goal is that I don't have to do all 51 cause I find the person, but also just to like do different things. And I will just say, and this is not a lie, his first line to me was something like, hey, like, you have a really beautiful smile, which I usually don't go with, but I was getting nervous. I would have another week where I didn't have a date, and, like, he rescheduled, but then I kind of, he, yeah. So this was a bit so of he a... Used my, he used the opener that I didn't like. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, oh, boy, this is too good. Okay, and the date was kind of a dud, but he was a, a sweet guy. Um, I'll play my tax cab confession, and then, yeah, we'll chat about it. Okay. Oh, hello, Taxi Cab Confession, date number 21, because we are so counting Liza and Jeff's date to the New York City Ballet as date 20. So this was a pretty basic date. I'll admit, I was just trying to get one in. Um, This guy was very kind of like sweet, but forward and just really different than my type on um, the apps. And then, yeah, I just was like a little selfish and had him come to a bar, like street in my neighborhood. And it was good. Didn't feel a spark. I kept it kind of short. I'm definitely feeling a little bit like I'm just doing it so that I have a date to talk about. But I do think it's good to just keep getting out there and meeting people. Um, yeah, I definitely don't feel like anything was great, but nothing was bad either. He was a sweetheart. All right. So... Yeah, I record these on my own, and I never think about my recording, and always I'm like, God damn it, Kimmy. <laughs> Get one in. Um, That's hilarious. That was funny, so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's no shade to this. This was actually a very passionate person who had quit his job, um, which was kind of finance adjacent, to to be a bartender to pursue stand-up, which I was like, I actually found very intriguing and like... Yeah. Yeah, and we... We sat at a bar, at a bar where actually none of my favorite bartenders were working, but I have like a very favorite bartender friend there who like initially was like, are you really doing this podcast? And don't you think <laughs> oh, this is cool? you go there every day? Oh no, not every day. Oh my gosh, no. Um, sorry. So this, I went to a bar for our New York listeners and for anyone visiting called Lake Street in Greenpoint. It's like just a total, I think some members of like Spoon and Hold Steady, I know they did, founded it, but it's just like a great bar. It's not a dive, but it's not... Like, frou-frou. It's, like, a really – it just felt, like, right – as and yeah. it's right in my neighborhood. Um, but, yeah, I, I do – it's in my neighborhood, so I do know one of the bartenders there. And early on, I just told him about this. I don't go there every time. We, like, like to rank different places around New York um, for first dates. But he was, like, don't you think this experiment is just a way to keep you, you know, closed off? Which – no, I actually want to talk to him. I haven't seen him in a while because yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. But, anyway, this date was totally fine. I feel like I was a little sassy in that – Taxi cab confession, but what makes it fine? Like, what was yeah, the you know what good. I mean? Um, I kind of feel like uh, I was actually being a little bit like just using it for the podcast almost. Because hmm. he was perfectly nice, I just didn't feel any like physical attraction, and I kind of weirdly knew that. Again, not to be shallow, not that you can know that from pictures, but I kind of had a feeling yeah. going in. 
um, I felt like, again, my normal chemistry wouldn't be necessarily with someone who's like, hey, your beautiful smile. Usually that's like a red flag for me. Yeah. This wasn't a creepy situation. It just like, I didn't, it's funny, I hadn't one other, well, we had one young comedian, but then one other guy who did comedy on the side where it just like, it wasn't funny and like, yeah. Well, I feel like with comedians, there's, there's like an, did he have like the always on thing? Not that's fully. like tiring? I okay. appreciated that. Okay. Not fully what's at always all. On, what's the always on thing? You know, like when you're around someone who's a funny person and they just are always putting on a show, like there's it's hard to be genuine with them because they're always. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't really feel like you're being, you're having a conversation. Yeah. And perform. Yeah. It's like, it's more about them and their need to like get a laugh than about like connecting. Yeah. No, I think he was more like, it could be self-deprecating about and about okay. trying comedy and like definitely newer to it. And yeah, that part, he wasn't like, here's my jokes. Like, yeah. let me try them. No, he, there was no douchiness. I just almost felt not douchey, but just like a little boned out. It was yeah. short, like I, or maybe you're a little. You could be getting burned out too. I know that's the hard thing. That's why, like when you said that about ten minutes into a day, I I was thinking about like how I do feel a little bit burnt out, but also continuing to go on all these dates has been like so helpful for me and helpful yeah. for me opening up to people I do get along with. And yeah, but it's I definitely am feeling that. Yeah, I'm hitting did, that point. You, um, how do you think he felt about the date? I think he sensed kind of that I wasn't fully there, but also was just like, he was very complimentary towards me, which was sweet. I just felt a little bit almost like, not like to toot my own horn, but like, just like, I feel like he wanted it to go well, which I obviously never want these to go badly, but I just like wasn't into it. And then felt like that light, light, light feeling of like, not guilt, but just like, oh, you yeah. could have been a lot nicer and more engaged and charismatic. I could have. And just, even if it, we never hung out again, I could have been more like, yeah, exactly. Engaged and just like, involved and he came to my neighborhood yeah actually I kind of felt like a a jerky dude who I've probably gone on a date with before but I like I wasn't being an asshole I was just like phoning it in well it's hard because you know we're we're always only we always can only be where we're at like sometimes we can bump it up a little bit but you have been on a lot of dates and it's totally unrealistic to expect you're not going to have ones where you just cannot put on the like sparkle (laughs) you know like it's gonna happen but it's Tricky. It's tricky. I want to go. I, this has happened before. Wait, can I wait? Can I ask what sure. day of the week it was? Yeah, it was a Thursday or Friday. Hang on. Was it? I think Thursday. Well, yeah. Okay, that's a good. Day. Well, yeah. I was. I mean, because my theory is, I, I don't like even going on. I don't like weekday, weekday dates. I feel like, it's, oh. especially when you're burned out mm-hmm. from work, and it's like one more thing to add to the to the agenda of your work week. So I, I actually tend to recommend people give away a, like a little bit of their Friday or Saturday night and and um, no, but by giving by giving a Friday or Saturday night, I feel like subconsciously you're investing more into it even if it's for the same amount of time. And and I do think there's just a little bit of a better energy out in about town and I don't know. So I've actually like I didn't do a really great AB test on this, but I did it somewhat analytical test on this night and I felt with myself and I felt like almost all of my Friday night dates um, were way better than like a Tuesday night date or a Thursday night date. So, I mean, that's just total anecdote right now, Interesting. but uh, no, I like that some data to, to, to back me up soon. That's true because also now when it comes to Friday night, I don't like need to go out every night of the weekend now. Like I'm old. Um, right, so I, I don't feel like I'm giving up a night of the weekend. It, yeah, you're, I'm, I actually love a weekend date. So 
Yeah, it does yeah, feel like so you're making like it do, a thing. Yeah, too. I'd like to do like eight to nine and say, oh, I'm meeting a friend at nine, but I can meet before from eight to nine, right? So then that way you can, if you arrive a little bit late, then you have to leave a little bit early to get to the place at nine. It's really only a 40 minute date kind of once you get seated and have to pay the check and everything. So that that's sort of my way to optimize the... I guess most date for the least amount of time. <laughs> yeah, which is an important thing when you're doing this many. I'm starting yeah, to feel totally. I'm yeah. giving you tips, Kimmy, on how to, on how to not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you did he text you at all after the date, or have you guys talked since? No. Okay. So yeah, so we like it's not like I'm like it was to, yeah. like it was just one. <laughs> yeah, when that happens, actually, it's yeah, totally. When what do yeah, you think about that when both people don't don't text. I actually think it's like really refreshing. I like, I like that because then it's, it's very clear that both people were kind of didn't have unmet expectations, but, but do you feel like everybody should say, Hey, thanks for the date. I, you know, I don't think this is a great fit, but would love to stay friends. Or do you feel like that's not necessary after the first date? I don't think it's necessary. I, I don't know, Liza, you can chime in. No, I completely agree. (laughs) I feel like, you know, if someone, and Kimmy's been in this situation a couple times where like someone has sent a night of text or a next day text and then like there's, there's been continual texting and then it comes up that like maybe it's not the right thing, which I think makes sense. But I feel like if you walk away from a date and you're just, it, the vibes aren't there, I think it's totally okay to say like, cool night night. I think it was like date four. There was so I made I had a date early on and when I was feeling like just more nervous about doing all this dating again and that he texted me the night of something like really effusive and like had a great time. Like it was at least three sentences. So I just kind of assumed he was into me and we texted right. like about like the TV show we had talked about or something like that. And then he sent me this text when I was like, and, oh, yeah, sure. That TV show ended up being great. Cool. We were back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, let me know if you do want to hang out again because I was kind of early in this and feeling a little insecure. I knew right. we didn't have giant sparks, but he had texted me. He had been all about it. Um, And then he said something like, I'm just so busy at work. I don't want to be, like, ghosting you. And I was like, how can you ghost me? We'd like, like, it was just this really weird interaction. Again, to bring it right back to the theme and it terribly um, – said that he said I don't want to ghost you <laughs> yeah I don't want to end up ghosting you I'm like well it's I I'm not feeling ghosted after like you know three days of texting maybe at all um I'm we're not texting that much it just right. was like it was this weird like first of all I don't really count that as ghosting I count when you've been like hanging out for a while as ghosting but everyone has a different thing and we can get into that later but yeah it was just like I think sometimes when you send the text just to be polite it's kind of like Confusing because I wasn't super into him the night of, but like I got this text. I was like, oh, maybe this is my first good date. You started maybe getting excited, right? Yeah, exactly. He basically led you on via text. Yeah, and not even in a giant way. But then I was like, yeah, I just remember being a little thrown off by that. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but I also feel like it kind of goes with the territory. So I always tell my girlfriends, like, you should always be having five five people that you can be texting that could give you attention if you needed it so that you're not like worrying about one. So I always say diversify, um, and you know, have five leads and that you care about. Cause you know, half of them aren't going to write back and one's going to get back together with his ex. And one is, you know, just the way I feel like the way dating is, it's almost, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt a little bit, not, oh, to, yeah. not to say that, you know, it's not, there's not feeling, there shouldn't be feelings, but 
but I agree. I think, I think, you know, to me, it's like the mutual ghosting, I, I think is totally fine. (laughs) Me too. And yeah, that was date four. Like I was just taking it personally. I didn't have any true feelings. I was just like taking it personally because I was like, well, am I ever going to go on a good date? It was date four four with the same guy. Oh no, sorry. Date four of all of this podcast. So just, yeah, no, no. I just mean like, I was just like looking for ways to take things personally. But like what you just said is the whole reason we're doing this. My whole outlook has changed now that I've gone on more dates. Like consistently. Yeah. Well, great. No, I, and I think that, I think that, um, it, in some respects it is good that he said that, right. Cause then, I mean, I guess the, the alternative could have been, he could have kept leading you on and then made, you know, it could have dragged it out. Right. So at least he didn't drag it out. So we'll give him that. Yes, <laughs> we'll that's true. Him. But yeah, the, the mutual totally. ghosting post like date, I feel like is sometimes just like, it's, yeah, it is refreshing. It's nice. It's both of you. Yeah. It's good to feel like, yeah. okay, no one's, you know, we don't need to be feeling silly about something that just wasn't it was a, a date and yeah. it was a talk and it was a meeting like there's no yeah um okay so i think we have to let amanda go sadly obviously we could talk about this for like many many hours <laughs> um but yeah amanda thanks so much for joining us and and Thank yeah so tell us all where to follow the league etc you can download the league on the Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store um and once you sign up you can message your concierge uh go on a date Go on a date, uh, and we'll give everyone who messages us that a complimentary expedited review, which means you don't have to wait in line with all the masses. You get, you know, VIP treatment on the leak. So we're happy to do that uh, for your listeners. And as far as like the dating advice goes, um, I guess I would leave. You know, I know you guys have a lot of of women listeners. So one of the stats we just pulled for Valentine's Day was um, actually really, really awesome. We, we interviewed all of our league love success stories. And by success story, we, we only looked at couples that um, were engaged or married. Uh, so like really, you know, true success stories and, and kind of did a regression on them and looked at their messaging data and how they use the app. And one of the stats that, you know, I was super excited about and, you know, we, we sang from the roof, but was that, um, you know, of the... Of all the couples, um, 33% of the couples started by the women messaging first. And then we actually looked and then we did another regression on just all of the kind of all of the successful matches in in our community. And it was, you know, if a woman messages first, she basically has a 2x chance of matching with that guy. So 2x, like that's that's a huge, huge jump. So I, you know, I think, you know, as far as Bumble goes with the messaging first, I, I don't believe in like requiring it. I think, you know, whoever is feeling really excited about the other person should message and whoever has the timing and whoever, you know, is in the app at that time should message. But I, but I know there's still some women out there that are worried and wondering if how that looks. And, you know, my, my advice is look, go after what you want. If there's a match that you're super excited about, say something clever and open it up. So I think that that would be like my key, key takeaway. And, you know, I'm still encouraging my friends to do this. And I have some of the most like badass, powerful, you know, alpha female friends, and some of them still have issues with this. So it's, you know, it's, I understand it's, it's a general, it's a societal thing, but I, I guess the data, you know, the data doesn't lie. So I would want to leave your listeners with that. Um, and just think, you know, I have two X a chance of, of, you know, matching with this person and having them, uh, potentially be your soulmate. So Yes, cool. good. Positive words to leave on. Lady power. Thank <laughs> you so much, Amanda. We really appreciate your time. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And I'd, I'd love to, um, I'm 
I'd be happy to join the crafting corner anytime. That's like one of my favorite pets. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Oh my You're goodness. way better at it than we are. <laughs> so after you, 51, after you finish your 51 dates, we'll have to go through and, and go to the crafting corner and review all your messaging. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll keep you updated with quote That would actually Joe, be a really quote. funny episode of post, uh, post date 51 and how you, we kind of audit all of your messaging and where you went. We have you went. Right and where you went wrong. Oh That's my god! True. Yeah, we'll have we to have you back on for that. We have an adorable listener who actually made like an entire spreadsheet of all my dates, which is really awesome. And oh um, gosh, we can really? add a, a messaging portion. Yeah, it's really sweet, and I've been filling it in for her too. Where it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, I'm so yeah. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show, guys. I'm really impressed with what you guys are doing, and I'd love to support you guys as much as we can on the league. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so thank much, you, Amanda. Amanda. It was so great to have you. So great having you. Cool. It's so good to meet you guys. Let me know if you're ever in San Francisco. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay. Okay, we back. We took a break. I got a beer. You know. I did nothing. I got you a beer. I, I, I offered Liza one. No, I sat here and stared at the wall. Well, I have like, and I this, this has happened to me five or six times this winter, where I have the beginning of a cold and then I convince it to go away by treating myself well. And it keeps happening and I have it again now and I'm willing it away. By only and having also, one beer. It's okay to not have a beer. I, no, I, I know, just but called I want one. Out. Well, I feel like, I, you know, it was getting, it, it seemed like it was personal about the watermelon Montauks. Oh, but yeah, it's we have, not. guys, we have, I actually like them a lot. We have watermelon Montauks again. We had these, if you're, if you're OG listeners, we had this at the beginning of the pod where we definitely were recording by ourselves on yeah. terrible little mics. Yeah. Um, and they're pink and they're yummy, but this year they're back, which means we've been doing this for a while. And they are very watermelony at first. So before it was just like a beer that happened to be watermelon. Isn't now it tastes, tastes like a watermelon. watermelon-y. Guys, we thought anyway. we would we would come back and talk about some G H O S T I N G. I can spell it. Some ghosting because um, what do you think, Liza? Should we talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about ghosting. We can I unpack like this. It's a, yeah, let's. I'm going to ask you. What you asked me last week about half relationships, yeah. which is how would you define ghosting? Very good. I like this. So I would define ghosting as personally, when I think if someone ghosted you, mm-hmm. it's like you were hanging out for some time, at least three dates, maybe more, and you stopped talking to each other, but not, and maybe it wasn't mutual. Like someone, Reached out again and someone didn't say anything. Totally. Someone has to double text. Yes. Someone double texted. A double text probably equals ghosting because some people consider it like after a date if it's ghosting. Yeah. Kind of like what I just mentioned. Well, I feel like an an unanswered text is a ghosting. After any number of dates 
might be ghosting. Is that ghosting? Mm -hmm. So you go on one date with someone, you text them, or even they text you, you text them back, and, like, that's it. Like, yeah. you're the last text. Is that ghosting? Ooh, they text you, you text them back. No, I don't think so. I'm thinking I had one date, I think in the three-word recap, we called him loves being shirtless or something, who he wanted to hang out a little bit after, but in one way, just like, what are you doing tonight? And I would be yeah. like, oh, I have plans. Like, I didn't feel like that was ghosting. He texted me another time and I just responded, but yeah. without, he didn't ask me out the second time. He just said, da, da, da. I, you know, yes. I don't really feel like I ghosted him because he never followed up on that, but I was the last texter. Well, I feel like there's a ghosting and then there's like breadcrumbing. Right. You know? Or not, it's not really breadcrumbing. I feel like it's like haunting. It's like a fade out. You know, like it's mm. when you're just doing a nice little, like a when slow it, fade. A I slow fade at it. the end of a yeah. disco song, you know, when it's just go, you know. Can I ask you what you think ghosting is? I think this is very hard to define. It's very hard. I think it's, it, yeah, it's really hard to define. Fuck. Mm -hmm. I think it's obviously one person abruptly stopping communication mm -hmm. with someone. And I think the definition of the word abrupt is probably what's like changeable in that. Right. Cause I think it's abrupt. If say you go on one date and you guys are having a whole text conversation all day and then he stops texting you out of nowhere and you never hear from him again, that's kind of abrupt. Mm -hmm. But if you've been dating for like, if you've gone on like four or five dates and after the last date, you text him and be like, hey, that was fun. Let's hang out on Thursday. And he never texts you back. That's, that's kind of abrupt. Yeah, that's you know what very I mean? Like, I feel like it's like the about how – like abruptness changes in different, in different numbers of dates you've had. So I may have done my first ghosting that's not just after a date or two throughout this podcast. And because I was hanging out early on with – it was one of the first dates I was super pumped about – for a long time. Uh -huh. But he went away on a trip and I just didn't hear from him. And it turned out he didn't have service or something. So I thought I was kind of being ghosted. I thought yeah. we like mutually like had a date, like we're just kind of totally. both fading away. Um, but then I got like a random, oh, if you guys hear it, toilets flushing in the other room. <laughs> There's some handiwork going on in my apartment. So Kimmy's roommate is being plumbed. <laughs> She's being plumbed. She's being plumbed. <laughs> we're just going to say that all the time now. Oh my, welcome to our very fancy recording studio. But, sorry, I guess – oh, basically we, like, texted super briefly after that. I, I just – I'm not sure if I ghosted or not, but I I don't know. I mean – There was no, like – I think there's, like, a very real difference. It, to me, that doesn't sound abrupt. And that's what I feel like – like, I feel like there's a real difference between something fading out over time. Like, even with friends and stuff, you know? Like, I yeah. think – not obviously, like, good friends, but, you know, like – Mute, like acquaintancy, friends, like people you like have a relationship with, but no one has time to just like hang out with everyone. Mm -hmm. Like even the like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh, maybe next week. Oh, I'm really busy. Like whatever that thing. Like I feel like I do this all the time with people yeah. where I genuinely do want to hang out with them, but I'm also like, I don't have time ever. But, but I mean, obviously that's very different because there's not like the same intention, but I think that Fair. like, I think ghosting is different than, like, a slow fade when it's mutual. I think that's another thing about it. It, it, it has to be kind of not mutual to be yes, a ghost. Yes, yes. I think abrupt – yeah, let's try to define it. Because I think that you said totally. abrupt – someone Abru abruptly yes. changing. For whatever that means at the level of dating yeah. you are. Even if it's, like, after a first date and they're totally. texting a bunch. Of, yeah, okay. Or, like, like people – I know people who have been ghosted after, like, six months of, like, hooking up. And that's, that's abrupt no matter what happens. Naughty. That's insane. Yeah. 
No, my my time where I, f- I feel like I talked about this in the pod, but I got ghosted by someone I refer to as Jon Snow. Yes. yes. Yeah. But it was like after two and a half, three months. And it was like very much I had been like, want to go to this concert? He was like, I'll think about it. And then just crickets. But it was after I had traveled. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have I you ever know. ghosted anyone? Well, that's why I'm just thinking. But I, I, no, I really haven't hard ignored a text. Because yeah. I feel like, especially with the podcast, mm, if I have, you can at me. Um, <laughs> I feel like with the podcast, I'm trying to like not do that. Yeah. I at least just say I don't think I can. So I maybe do something worse. I think I do the thing. If ghosting is going to count at any time, like if I go on a first date and it hasn't been that great and I get asked out again, which doesn't often happen, but when it does, sometimes I have just been like, oh, I can't do that night without the like I try to hint rather than just think hey you were really awesome this isn't about I don't know what's better to say like hey you were awesome this is me not you like after a a date because then it's like I feel like neither is better I mean they're both bad and they're both good they're both Mm -hmm. kind in different ways and I'm sure that different people would appreciate them differently so I appreciate the more straightforward yeah whereas like I might appreciate the more roundabout way because I'm so fucking sensitive. What do you think you would do if you were going on dates now? Do pull a me. It's so funny. I appreciate I don't do what I appreciate. I think I would I roundabout. I it. think I would roundabout it. Unless it was someone I mean, in the right situation, if I was like if I was with someone who was pretty straight up, I would probably I, I feel like I as a human tend to take my cues from the people I'm around. Like I I'm yeah. mutable to the people around me always and always have been. Um, talked about it a lot in therapy. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, who am I if I'm just always changing to me? Other people's needs. Uh, but so I think I would probably like, if the person was really straightforward, I would be like, look, you do the, like, you're really great, butt thing. Um, but mostly like left to my own devices, I would do the roundabout thing. Yeah. Cause it's tough. I, th- I think there is something kind about, about not explicitly saying it. Because they'll, they'll get the hint, but then it's also like... Especially early on. Because I really still think at my core, and I think yeah. I've done some articles about this one after I, about ghosting. I'm like, no, you haven't been ghosted if it's like things just... I feel like it comes a certain point and it becomes like ghosting and it's rude and some... Like, I feel like all these dumb terms we have as millennials are just like someone was an asshole. If someone's hooked up with you for six months and then just stops talking to you... No. That's called being an asshole. That's terrible. Like, breadcrumbing. That's called yeah. leading someone on. Yeah. Like, like these behaviors have been around forever totally. and we are calling them these cute names and it almost pisses me off. Totally. And that's the thing about true ghosting, which I think really... That's why it, it's hard for me to say that, like, after one date, abruptly stopping a text is ghosting. Because I have many friends who have been ghosted so hard and so hurtfully by people they've been hooking up with for months. Yeah, that's fucked. And that's just someone's a shitty fucking person. Like, you're a shitty person if you do that. Like, no, full stop, no questions in my mind. Yeah. Like, you better have died. (laughs) Better be where you went. No. uh, Yeah, you better have... Yeah. That's dark. No, I mean, but, you know, no, but that's what I said with the John Snow thing. Like, just, are you laughing? Totally. Are you laughing? Are you dead? There's like, a Sex and the City episode where oh, Miranda yeah. has a date who doesn't show up and then she That's the OG And she ghost. calls us, yeah, totally. She calls his uh, house and is leaving a bitchy message and his mom's cleaning out his apartment and picks up and is like, he died. And then she goes to the funeral. Oh, oh yeah. God. But, yeah. 
I reference that show so that show is so more so much more ingrained in my psyche than yep. I think it is. it is. I don't even consider myself a huge Sex in the City fan. <gasps> Can we do a Sex in the City episode? Because yeah. we're running out of themes. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah, we just talk about how it affected us because our was whole sense so, of relationship. Quote, oh, I should not say woke. It was so like pro women at the time, and in the looking back, it's like oh my god, no. you're like it's still but so it's fucked up. Exactly why. But also, do you think it's part of the reason you live in New York? Oh, definitely. It's definitely part of the and it's of definitely York. part of how I have dated in New York, yeah. and not on purpose. I'm not like yeah. oh, I'm going to be a Samantha. Well, no. that's out of. The- <laughs> are you a Samantha? No, I was never a Samantha. Who are you, Charlotte? All right, yeah. What do you think? But I feel like I'm like Carrie Rising. I stole this from somewhere with the yeah, Rising. Yeah, I think, I think you are wow this is a hard thing to do so that was like what my friends in high school said to me like it's so different now i mean the thing about all of them and i've had this conversation is that we we all are a little of them because i also think you have a dose of miranda too like a healthy dose of miranda i would be complimented by that and i think you do too and i saw some article and now i want to find out where it was that was i didn't read it it was like if Sex and City were on today, Miranda would be the heroine. Oh, like, totally. You know, the I think protagonist. I'm a fairly like mostly Miranda, Carrie Rising, maybe. I think yeah. I have almost no Charlotte, um, and like a little Samantha. But <laughs> yeah, oh God, this, <laughs> this is conversation fun. is false because it's like the same conversation I would have in fucking ninth grade yeah. with my friends <laughs> that I would watch Sex and the City. Where we'd rent the DVDs at Blockbuster and come but home and watch changed. them. Maybe we can ask everyone where they're like who they like. Oh changed from no we won't do that yeah. maybe we'll see we should have a I've drunk gone, I've feminism. definitely gone from I think Carrie to Miranda in my like younger to older self I mean that makes sense I, I feel glad about that like Carrie was really all about that D like you think so well, in terms of like wanting the man to be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's and she true. lived an unrealistic life. Oh god, I motherfucking write articles about dating on the internet. Like, yeah. No. Okay. Times have changed. But just to wrap up the ghosting, okay, we're yeah. definitely gonna have a sex in the city episode. Cause that, <laughs> do you think maybe well Miranda Wait. is running for office oh my god, against yeah. Cuomo in New York, so maybe Which, we can like, get fuck Cynthia Cuomo, Nixon. But I just don't want any celebrities to run. Same, but like maybe she'll come on the pod. I mean, if any celebrity <laughs> New York audience wanted to run, I'm all about Cynthia Nixon. But just in general, I'm like, can we let professionals do their fucking jobs? I know. Okay. Uh, no one cares about my, uh, no one cares about my Well, guys, politics. ghosting is a lot. I think we have to do a full other episode on yeah. it. We're, we'll definitely start the thread of what do you consider ghosting? Totally. Because I feel like that's. Totally. Yes. I thing. think it's a, I think it's a, like a, a much harder thing to define for some reason for me than half relationships. Agreed. Like, I feel like there are like them. lots of feelings about half relationships totally. that I have. But like, the, they're weirdly like that half relationships are all encompassing. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe, yeah. Ghosting is confusing. We'll find out. It could also just be haunting someone <laughs> from the dead. That's also <laughs> Could ghosting. literally be. Okay, guys, we're going to read A Worst First Date. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. Um, I just, just, I really like this specific compliment, or like, not compliment, it's a little bit of compliment, but like, just like, this nice idea of these people on this island listening to us. Yeah. So, right, let me just read the beginning. Okay. Hello, 51 First Date crew. Thanks for writing, producing, and drunkenly, drunkenly hosting. Whoa. Such a kick-ass <laughs> podcast. There's a group of us graduate students out here on the isolated, landlocked island in eastern Washington called the Palouse. That I probably pronounced it wrong. But listen to and discuss your podcast, and we love it. So, oh, my God. I wonder if it's near... 
San Juan. San Juan I don't know. Islands. Kimmy and I went to a wedding there together. We should look it up while I read this. Okay. If you've never heard of the Palouse, just think of that classic Windows 96 desktop background. Emerald green rolling hills covered in pink and gold with flowers in the spring, but punishingly devoid of shade and rain for the remainder of the year. Oh, boy. But I love Washington State. Um, uh, okay. So, da 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 I'm going to scan ahead to the bad date story. So, my love life has been in a been a bit of a mixed bag since starting graduate school. I showed up into the serious dating game later than most and from ages 21 through 24 fell into my first big time Facebook official relationship. It was the most passionate, toxic, intense relationship I have ever and am convinced will ever experience in my life. But it was definitely not healthy or sustainable. So post apocalyptic love, I am stuck in the tiny college town that is Pullman, Washington, with a population primarily composed of under 22-year-olds that I couldn't date if I wanted due to conflict of interest as their teacher. Also, I'm 24 and way over keggers and frat bros. Whoa, yeah, same, says the 29-year-old. My solution, of course, was to turn on the apps, and I started bumbling away and intentionally conducting my very own version of 51, actually 21 first dates. <gasps> Fucking appropriate episode! Oh my god, amazing. Date number, to be honest, I'm not sure. It was a bumble date with a really cool graduate student in geology. Hot. He was intelligent. I had hot. <laughs> he was intelligent, outdoorsy, witty, and had also recently fled the th- southeast in pursuit of a higher education in the Washington... Pun not intended. I don't know if I got it. Um, I'm not higher educated. Oh, higher. Higher. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, guys. Um, I remember this guy most of all because it was a few months since my ex and I had broken up and after many failed dates and misconnections, I was just ready for a little rebound action. Holla. Yes. So, we met at one of the divier local bars in town, also great, and started off by chatting about the usual topics over a picture of the local brewery's more palatable IPAs. Literally, I want to go on this date. I want to um, move there. Yeah, I we Liza and I love Washington State. <laughs> we I like love it, and I'm tired of New York. Okay, yeah, New York. You isn't are crushing great. me. Um, although I have been living in the Northwest for about two years at this point, and have just passed the third year of my le- legal drinking abilities, so 24. Yep. I am still what many refer to as a lightweight and get pretty buzzed. Eh, it's IPAs, girl. If you can drink those, you're like not an IPA. Uh, a lightweight. You're like, you're not an IPA. And those are intense. The conversation takes a turn from the what do you do, what do you like, where'd you grow up, chit-chat into a full, lengthy discussion over whether the Ukraine will be reabsorbed into Russia and what my thoughts were on the situation in Crimea. 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 You know why? You know how I remember it? I always want to say Crimea. I remember it because of, it sounds like Crimea River. <laughs> <laughs> JT, no. Well, shout out to Ladybird for that one. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Although well-informed on the existence of an issue, uh, it became apparent to me after a short amount of time he was talking out of his ass about the depth and scope of the problem and was bullshitting his own opinions about it. Oh, my God. Now I'm worried I... I'm pronouncing Crimea wrong. Okay. Crimea. I don't know. Because of the guy who's bullshitting. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Angry at his insincere... Well, guys, you, you'll tell us. Angry at his insincere attempt to try to engage me in a topic he clearly knew nothing about. I tried to change the subject to something else he had already discussed. However, he kept trying to turn the conversation back to... Crimea? And was taking a very superior tone with me about his extensive knowledge of international affairs. Ugh, fuck guys who think they know shit. <laughs> Finally, after many attempts to change the conversation, he said, It's okay, honey. Biologists aren't known for being well-informed with what's going on outside of their cell. 
Okay. Oh, but geologists are so fucking up on fucking modern day issues. Oh my god. And are you trying to make a biology pun right there? Because no. Don't call anyone honey. Oh yeah, she said <laughs> the, the patronizing tone, the attempt at a lame pun, and the fact that he was insulting my knowledge on things he knew nothing about made my blood boil. Da da da. However, as I said before, it had been a while with this guy and he was cute enough. I didn't want to blow the chance for a rebound opportunity. So I started chugging the rest of the pitcher, hoping it would get me through whatever additional mansplaining he felt he needed to do to inform me, the inferior young female PhD student on the ways of the fake wide world. Ugh. All right. So, completely drunk and disoriented, an hour later, he got in his car and dropped me off at home. Sitting there in silence in his car, he starts with a spiel of how excited he is to see me next time, how great it was to meet such a young, cute, ambitious girl, and mostly to get him to stop talking for the first time ever, I kissed a guy first. The kiss was surprisingly nice, and he made it clear he was enjoying it. As we were kissing, I started thinking, well, he is super attractive and a good kisser. Not even three minutes into this makeout session, though, he emits this loud moaning sound and stops. Laughing, he goes, oh, shit, I think I just came. <gasps> no, you're not 12. It af- no, after, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think this is out of a movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this guy sounds scary. Yeah, actually, Ted Bundy was all of Washington State. Uh, I'm scared. After a night of being infuriated and confused by his behavior, I start uncomfortably laughing, thinking this is it's the worst joke he's ever made. Okay. I gave him a pat on his shoulder and start to say goodnight, thinking how strange of a date this was when he goes, no, I'm serious. Can I use your bathroom? At this point, I look down and see his hands are covering the crotch of his pants and bolt from the car. Do you kind of feel like he could be a murderer? I never talk to him again, but the small town Pullman is... No, but being the small town Pullman is, I've seen him way too many times, and in fact, on other dates with attractive women. All I can think is, damn ladies, good luck. Oh my god. She said probably way too much detail with the email, but I found it cathartic and enjoyable to write it all out. We love it. Good luck with the experiment. You have a bunch of scientists on the West Coast rooting for significant ha-ha results. Um, thanks, Oh my Alex. god. She said we could say Alex. That's a great thanks, email. Thanks, Alex. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Well, it's just, it feels like I thought that actually didn't really quite happen. I mean, what? Like, I feel like that's... I know. It's creepy. It's creepy behavior. It, it, something's weird, yeah. Or even, like, I'm not thinking he's, like, Job from Rest Development. He had just, like, a thing go off in his pocket. No. Like, a, a magician thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make her think. Like, I don't know, because it just seems so, like, no. It's str- really strange. And also just to say that out loud. Yeah. Like, If anyone starts going missing in Pullman... Please call yeah. the cops. Call him in. Call, call him in. Call it in. Be an American. Call him in. <laughs> Does he drive a yellow bug? Jack Tony. Um, yellow? No, I just think I wanted a yellow bug when I was younger. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ted Bundy had was gold. Or he gold. had like a gold okay. bug. Yeah. Ugh. Guys, On that upbeat note, let's, uh, let's announce our contest winner. Oh, yes. Our contest winner. Our which contest we didn't announce winner. at the beginning. But if you listen to now, you'll get it. And we'll re-announce you next week just in case. We'll also email you because that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. So thank you for reading, subscribing, and reviewing. And also tagging us in your Instagram stories. We did a big shuffle around and picked one of you to send on a date and Venmo you $50. And Liza's bringing it up now. Haley S. Yay! Yay. So we'll contact you in all the ways and 
and we will uh, Venmo you fifty dollars, and you should go on a date and tell us about it. Tell us. I feel like she's active in our Facebook community. Oh really? Yeah, I think she's gonna tell us about it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We'll find out. Okay, that's very exciting. And then also, you uh, can find us on Instagram at five one first dates pod. You can email us at five one first dates pod at gmail.com. You can join our secret Facebook group By on Facebook. Searching us. <laughs> Search us. And did you already say rate, subscribe, review? Rate, rate subscribe, subscribe, review, <laughs> follow the league, and like um, message the when you download the league, you'll know what she means, uh, Amanda meant by concierge. Just message them, go on a date, and you'll get like expedited into the into that app. So you know, do it. Do it. Get get on that. Get in that league. If you ha- go watch Insecure if you haven't yet, and oh the league God. will come up, and Molly will be, yeah, will sell you on it yes, too if sure. we haven't already. Um, thanks to Amanda. Thanks to you all. We love you so so much. And drink a watermelon beer. And also, you should go on a date. Go on a date. Bye. Bye. Special shout out and thanks to Jim from Five Ohm for recording our episodes and making us sound pretty. Yes, thank you. And also a big shout out to Anthony also from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.